0: to me, I believe the word of God as the full expression of the Godhead. Whatever God is, that is his word, for he has magnified his word above his name. I believe God transforms, his word transforms me. I believe God is healing. His word heals me. I believe God is provision. His word provides for me. And I believe God is protection. His word protects me. Whatever I believe God is, I believe his word shall perform in my life today. I can never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. We are still continuing with the Jesus culture. Praise God. And I'm still not done with the word culture. That's the first that's the first culture. The first culture we live in Christ Jesus is the word culture. Praise God. We don't live by what our fathers told us. We don't live by what our mothers told us. We don't live by what our society teaches us. We don't live by what our school system tells us. As believers, we live by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is the bottom line. Amen. Now, if any of these, what our parents tell us, what the school teaches us, what their, our mentors teach us, what society tells us, if they align with the word, then we obey. If they don't, we don't. Oh, praise God. So, you see, the word of God becomes the underlining factor. The word of God becomes the defining factor. What we obey and listen to, what we yield ourselves to, what we want to understand and live by is not the tenets of society, but the word of God. Praise God. And that should be the heart of every believer. That should be the... That should be the... That should be the... So that should be the heart of every believer. You must live by the word culture. Amen. It's not what your tradition say. Oh, as for we, uh, Anglas, this is the way we behave. You are no more Angla. You are a child of God. That's why you are born again. You, You understand the word? You are what? so you know you were born before but you now got born again so how come you are born again and you still want to live by the tenets with which you were born not the one that made you born again hey are you here with me Are you born again? Are you sure you are? How did you get born again? By what? By the word. So it is the word that got you born again. So why do you want to live by another tenant? So you see, we have just made the born again experience an event So, an event that happened and it is over. So, I'm born again. Then I go back and I live my life just like my brother in Sugakope who doesn't know the Lord. I believe their ideologies. I believe how they think. Say, oh, this is the way we think. If you are a gun, this is the way you think. If you went to Harvard, this is the way we think. Are you here? I'm waiting for the day, you say. If you are a believer, this is the way we think. (laughs) That is the striking difference. Until you get to that place, you may not have started. Somebody say the word culture. Take us to the word culture. We started with Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. The whole Bible was given to us by God's breath. And it's useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. Everything you do, That is right can only be defined by the word. Oh, praise God. Is that what he's telling you? What does he say? He says the word does what? Teaches us to do what is what? True. So every other thing apart from the word is a, is a, yes, true or false. Simple. Simple. True or false. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, And then it straightens us out and helps us to do what is right. So anybody tells you to do something, what is the measuring rod? The word. What is the standard? The word. If you hear Ezekiel, saying the measuring rod, you read the Ezekiel, he said the measuring rod, the measuring rod, he's talking about the word. The word. The word becomes the measuring rod. It becomes the standard. You don't have any other standard apart from the word. <laughs> no human being can be your standard apart from the word. Oh, did you hear what I said? The word is our standard. Hello? Take us to the next scripture. It says, it is God's way of making us well prepared at every point. Fully equipped to do good to everyone. Oh, so the word of God has a destination. The destination is that it will help you to do good to everyone. So if we see the way the world is and the way the world is going, When people are wicked to each other, it is because most of us are not fully prepared and equipped at every point. Oh, hello. So that we can be good to everyone. We can be relevant to everyone we meet. When I come to evangelism culture and spirit culture, I'll tell you certain things. So that you can understand that in this world you are, you have a purpose. And your purpose is not to be that engineer. It is a part of it. But the whole purpose is that every life you live must glorify God. And win souls to him. This is the whole purpose of man. (laughs) This is the whole purpose of man. Every other thing is encapsulated in this. So you can be good to everyone. Fully equipped. You will not commit suicide by that thing that happens to you. Because you are fully equipped by the word. Oh praise God. You will not be derailed because of what is happening to you. Because you are fully equipped by the word. You will not lose distraction by what is happening to you. Because you are fully equipped by the word. Oh hallelujah. Let's go to the next. And because this is your guiding rod, this is your measuring line, you need to make sure you do what? You study. You study. Tell the next person, study the word. I said, studying the word is like digging a mine. Searching for gold. Searching for the most quality treasure. You dig it out. You find You search for it. You try as much as possible to discover it. You do everything you can because this is your most treasure. If you begin to know and understand that the word of God is your most treasure, you would always look for it. You will study it. Hey, when somebody calls you to come study the word, you will run. When they tell you you have a meeting, and the meeting will give you $3 million, and they call you at the appointed and the right time to come study the word, you will tell them to hold on. Some people have turned their face. You know what they say in their head? Hey, I've been a pastor, this one, you are going too far. (laughs) I know. I know. Let me tell you, most of the greatest men who are believers, listen to me very carefully, who are believers in this faith, as Christians, who have made it big as believers, they made money their slave. Do you hear what I said? If you are a believer, you would understand that money is your slave. Money can never be your master. Listen, the moment money becomes your master, you will lose it. And that's why many of us (laughs) are frustrated. Because all we do is follow money. But listen to me. The deeper you understand the word, the word, not five ways to make money. (laughs) <laughs> the deeper you understand the word, you will make money in ways you have never thought of. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And and, and sometimes you will have a budget that is so staring you, that is so powerful before you. And how the budget will be met, it will shock you. is how believers, J.C. Penny said something. He said that if you are a believer and you become wealthy, so much so that your businesses make you miss midweek services, it means that God has given you too much that you can handle. Is he lying? It's true. No? <laughs> it means that your desire is gone more into the money. Most of us, the moment we get rich a little bit, we play down on the things of God. The church are for poor people. We make statements like that. Although sometimes we have made it so. Because of the way we do church. Mm -hmm. Because of the way we do church. So some people think that. But the (laughs) the point is that you are not bigger than the word. You can never be bigger than the word. How can you be bigger than the thing that created you? It's only a joke. It's only ignorance. And it's deception. So he says, study the word. Tell the next person, study the word. And he says, do your best to present yourself to God, approved a workman, tested by trial, who has no reason to be ashamed. Accurately, handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Praise God. Each one of us should be able to get to this point. That's how our evangelism will be salient. When we go and we divide the word. Praise God. Skillfully handle the word. Somebody asked a question on Facebook just this morning. Because in Titus, I think Titus 2 something, forgotten, he said that, oh, if people divide, they are divisive, one them twice after that. Have nothing to do with them. And then the person, somebody wrote it, somebody posted it, and then somebody else reposted it and said, what do you think about this scripture? And I'm sure most of us will struggle with it. And I saw a pastor, He wrote plenty. Plenty. And then another man just wrote simple. He said, go back and look at the context. (laughs) In which the text was written. It will make you understand the verse you are quoting. And apply it the way you need to apply it. Simple. Skillfully handle the word. Skillfully. Yes, I'll Skillfully. to evangelism. to a to so. to a to 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 a a question. Say, I'm going to ask my pastor and come. <laughs> Somebody say, I need to skillfully divide the word. So James chapter 1, 21 to 24, stay something. He says, So get rid of all the other wrong in your life, both inside and out, and humbly be glad for the wonderful message you have received. Hallelujah. He says, For it is able to save our souls and it takes hold of our All right, next next and remember it is a message to obey not just to listen to so don't fool yourselves for if a person just listens and doesn't obey he's like a man looking at his face in a mirror as soon as he walks away he can't see himself anymore or remember what he looks like ask them is that you ask them very well like you mean it Please wait for an answer. As I look at somebody is looking at me. As I look at them, they are looking at me. (laughs) Please ask them very well. Please, if it is you, then stop. Wait, listen. The word of God is a mirror. Amen. Please listen. The word of God is a mirror. mirror. Now, what does mirrors do? They reflect you. They show you you. Is that right? They reveal you to you. Hallelujah. You see, that's why if you hear any word of God that is condemning, it's not you. It's not the word. Because the word of God doesn't condemn you. Because you are not condemned. The word shows you you. You see, and the problem James is talking about here is this. That most of us come and the word reveals us to us. How glorious, how graceful, how powerful, how mighty we are. But the moment we walk out because of the cultures of this world and what the world says we forget who we are we forget our image we forget how we look like so you see the word of god tells you you are beautifully and wonderfully made and then you go and somebody says look at you look at your look at your mouth and then all of a sudden you forgotten who you and how you look you're going and there's no money in your pocket. And the word of God says, you are rich. You are wealthy. And then somebody just, ah, look at your trouser. And then all of a sudden, you have forgotten about and how you look like. Somebody said the word culture Okay, so look at what he continues to say. Look at. Look at 25. Go. Everybody read this one. Go. But if anyone keeps looking steadily into God's law of free men, into the mirror, eh? Into the mirror of God's word. Is that right? You see why he said God's law for what? Free men, not men in what? Okay. So the mirror of God's word we look into is a mirror of freedom. It's not a mirror of bondage. It doesn't show us a gloomy picture and image of ourselves. It shows us the best that God made. Oh, praise God. He says, if we steadily, say steadily, it means consistently consistently what will happen he said what read it go he will not only remember it but he will do what it says and what will happen to that person and God will greatly bless him in everything he does oh my word (laughs) I don't have a doubt that me in everything I do, I will be blessed. So far as I keep looking into the word, steadily, steadily steadily continually maybe i fought it today but i keep looking into the word very soon i will be doing and living the word so don't look at yesterday's mistake and let don't let it make you stop looking steadily into the word as you steadily look into the word you look into the mirror and you continually see yourself as the best that he has made you very soon you will start living like the best oh hallelujah He says in the end God will bless. God will bless. Your end is glorious. Your end is blessing. Your end is peace. Your end is life. Your end is everything good that is in a blessing. Praise the Lord. I love the word of God. I just love the word. Let's go to the next. Now, Acts 20. Verse 32. Acts 20 verse 32. Acts 20 verse 32. It's one of my very favorite scriptural verses. Let's read it. What does it say? Go. So now, brethren, I commend to you. I I commend you to God, sorry. And to the word. To the word of his. To the word of his. So the mirror you keep looking into is the mirror of what? Oh, hallelujah. The word of his. Paul says, I commend you to this. I commend you. I commend you. I commend you. I recommend this to you. I entrust this to you. Praise God. Oh, my word. Which is able to do What? So the word of his grace builds you up, raises an edifice, and gives you an inheritance among all those who the Lord has made righteous. (laughs) Oh, praise God. So please, please, please. Where is your inheritance? Oh, where is your inheritance? So if you are not <laughs> living powerful like you must live, what is the problem? So you see, a low life level of the believer Is because of a low life level of the word. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Listen to me very carefully. When you live in the word, it doesn't matter your geographical location. When you live in the word. Do you know why? You see, because the word is God's breath. And God is everywhere. <laughs> so, what? listen to me very carefully. You can do the same thing God wants you, do, you to do anywhere in the world. And it will go well because you live by the word. I'm teaching you stuff that if you can hold on to, nothing can stop you in this world. And I, I mean nothing. I mean nothing. Listen, this church will stay until Jesus comes to rapture the world. your children your children's children your children's children's children children's children's, children's 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 children will come and meet this church not like methodist or anglican or any other denomination it is a non-denominational church why did we say is non-denominational because it is ruled by the word. <laughs> this church does not fall in any denomination. We are not Anglican or Charismatic or Pentecostal. or pre- No, this church is non-denominational. Why is it non-denominational? Because it is run by the word. So, any revelation of the word in a time and season, this church will run with it. The moment you form denominations, traditions come. And you move away from the word culture. It becomes. The word of men. Rather than the word of God. That is why so many moves. Of God. Have been stalled. Because at a point. They became the works of men. Rather than the work of God. So I'm saying to you. When the Lord calls me on. And anybody. Anybody that the Lord himself appoints, takes over, you are running by the word. And not by traditions. I can tell you, that maybe, the one that the Lord wants to take over, may have just walked into the church. Nothing will be done by the appointments of men. It must be God run. And it must be run by the word of God. Some of these tips, make sure you keep them. Yes, make sure you keep them. Make sure you keep them. Listen to me very carefully. Anything you want to last, make sure it is running by the word. Hello? Make sure. If it's running by the word, you don't have a problem. (laughs) Because the word of God is self-sustaining. The word has power in itself to produce. How does a sinner in a microsecond becomes a saint. It's the power of the word. Oh, praise God. The power of the word. The power of the word. Look at the next. I want us to read this, this version. This Let's all read the TLB version. I like this version too. Go. And now I entrust you to God and his care and to his wonderful words that are able to build your faith and give you all the inheritance of those who are set apart. Oh, praise the Lord. I love this. His words are wonderful. They are not to beat you down. They are not to make you feel little and condemned. Feel guilty. Go down the drain. Feel pity for yourself. And say, I am nothing. It doesn't run you down. They are words that will build your faith. Oh, praise the Lord. To make you able to take everything that he has already done for you. Inheritance is not something you work for. You didn't get that. He says inheritance. Inheritance is something you claim. You process the papers for claim. You didn't work for it. Hello? So if you are working for something... Then go on. I am only making a claim for what has been done for me. Oh, praise God. That's why it is struggle free. <laughs> struggle free. What is the difference here? Because he has set us apart for himself. Oh, praise the Lord. We are part of the family. Praise God. We share in the inheritance. Is that right? It is not for everybody. Those who have received him as their Lord and their Savior. Hallelujah. Look at the next. Mark chapter 7, verse 1. We're going to look at this story and you're going to love it. Powerful story. You're going to love this. Let's all read it together. Go. One day, some Jewish religious leaders arrived from Jerusalem to investigate him. You, you see the reason why they came? Their intent was clear. Okay. And noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the usual Jewish rituals before. So they have their Jewish cultures. Is that right? Okay, go. The ceremonies and all of those things they do. Okay, go. They are now explaining what they do. Go. For the Jews, especially the Pharisees, will never eat until they have sprinkled their arms to the elbows as required by their ancient traditions. So when they come home from the market, they must always sprinkle themselves in this way before touching any food. Are, are we all clear? Okay, good. G- let's go, continue. Go. This is but one of many examples of laws and regulations. They have clung to for centuries and still follow. Such as their ceremony of cleansing for Pots, pans, and dishes. So the religious leaders asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old traditions? So Jesus was bringing a new breed into the system. And he has already told us that you cannot put a new wine into an old wineskin. So he was preparing this breed and they are going to be rebellious to the old system. And everybody will look at them and say, As for you, why don't you listen and do the things that we've been doing in Ghana for all this while? They will come to investigate you at the workplace, in your family. Why is it that you want to do things differently? This is the way we have been doing it. This is our age-old ancient tradition. This is our culture. I, I said if 10, 20 people can catch this, this church can't be the same. Listen to me. If you don't want to be investigated, harassed, mocked, forget about this message. And when you forget it, you forsake its blessing. The reason why most Christians are where we are is because they have investigated us, scorned us, out of our own culture. And we are frustrated leaving their culture. They have moved us into their terrain. And we are playing the game in their terrain. Where they have mastered the game. That is what they were trying to do to Jesus and his disciples. When somebody wants to beat you, they bring you to their terrain. Oh, praise God. If you are an eagle, no matter how strong you are, if you come to play in the terrain, even of the chicken, they can beat you. So these are the eagles that God is making. And they have been allowed to come and play in the terrain of the chickens. And the chickens are beating them to it. And they are making them feel like they are nothing. People of God, wake up! So let's continue the story. Mark seven five to six. For they eat without first performing the washing ceremony. Jesus replied. You bunch of hypocrites. Isaiah the prophet described you very well when he said, These people speak very prettily about the Lord, but they have no love for him at all. Are you here with me? Did you hear Jesus? (laughs) does he know the heart of men? So he just spoke their heart. Traditions of men do it in a way that makes it seem like they love God even better. And as a matter of fact, they make it seem like they are rather struggling to make God happy. And impress God. And you don't know God. (laughs) Oh, hello. Are you getting the point? You have to pray five times a day. And if you don't do so, you are not born again. Are you getting the point? They put in some laws and some rituals. And they make the whole thing very dramatic, complex, and hoodious. So when you see it, because you don't even know the heart behind all of those things, you feel like, oh, you as for you, dear, you don't even know God. Look at what it says. Continue. Read it carefully. Their worship is what? A farce. Fake. And he says, "For they claim that God commands the people to obey their petty rules. How right, Isaiah was! For you ignore God's specific orders and substitute your own tradition." You are simply rejecting God's laws. And trampling them under your feet for the sake of tradition. Hello. And then look at the instance he gave. It will shock all of you. Look at the instance. Everybody look attentively at the instance he gave. Let's read it. Go. For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. You see? So there were laws they themselves gave themselves. And there were beautiful ones that God truly gave to them through Moses. So one of the beautiful ones wonderful ones that will make their lives glorious that God gave them they have ignored it. Look at what it is. Go. Go honor your father and mother and he said that anyone who speaks against his father and mother must die wait good look at the next go but you say it is perfectly all right for a man to disregard his needy parents telling them, sorry, I can't help you for I have given to God what I could have given to you. So you see, you see the kind of laws we teach in church that disrespect your mom, When your mom is in need, forget. And when you do that, come and give to God. Hey. Are you here? And you say you have given to God. And God is pleased. When your mother and your father is suffering. Are you here? Your mother and your father. Is suffering. They need your help. They gave back to you. The same word says. Honor them. And when you honor them. He says. You will live long. And everything you do. Will go well. You have disregarded that. You have dishonored that. And you have brought your offering to church. And you say, Oh Father, thank you. Wait. Wait now. (laughs) And then your 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 mother said, Hey, see. This, my sickness, is killing me. Please bring me some 50 Ghana cities. You said, Papa, sorry. I can't help you. For I have given to God what I could have given to you. He says, it is fake. It is a farce. It says, you don't know the God you are serving. Are you here with me this morning? You are all quiet. You see what we have made church? Look at the next. Read. Everybody read. Go. And so, you break the law of God in order to protect your man-made tradition. Wait. Do you know why they are doing all of this? It is not because of the love of God. It is because when they do that, They get to enrich themselves by the people. Are you getting this, same? So, you see, they make the thing seem as if, okay, we are all giving to God. Disregarding parents. And it shows the love of God. But then, in their hearts and mind, it is meant to enrich themselves so that that tradition goes down so that every time the cycle rolls, it comes to them. This is why they will fight us. As for fighting, they will fight us. They will fight us. Because they won't tell you this. They will fight us. It has nothing to do with their love for God. So you see, they frighten the people, manipulate their people. And make it seem as if, oh, we love Jesus. We love Jesus. But in their hearts, they know what they are doing. It's a strategy. To make their purses heavy. Redemption has come. Say it like you mean it. Look at what Jesus continued to say. He said what? And this is only what? One example. Continue. There are many, many others. I have tried as much as possible not to be radical with these messages. I have tried. As At certain points, I am led to take all of their traditions and tear them apart. You see, like, take them one by one. Tear them apart. You see, most of the things we do that we think is church. They are not church. It is playing God. But it's because, it's because most know that that is what will get your sentiments to be whipped up. And then they will get what they want to get. They, you see, you are played because that's what they know you like. They have worked the tradition and that the tradition works for them. And they know you will come. You will come. They know the next day you will run. You know, when you go to the malam or you go to the uh, medicine man, you see, the moment you get there, hey! You know how it works. The moment he, hey! Remove your. (laughs) Then he cowers you already with fear. (laughs) Okay, so now, anything he says, you won't even think about it. You don't know. (laughs) The medicine man and the malam, the psychology they play, you have no idea. And and, and and that's that's what that's what we have brought to church it's a tradition so you see this whole thing has become like a spider web By the time you are are caught into it. Without you even knowing. And then you begin to run with it. Watch. You see that these people, they come up. And everybody is going there. And then by the next, they go down. And then they head towards Because it gets to a point that people will realize that the thing is not really working. Uh It works for a few, two, three people. Uh, But the thing is not working. If you don't love Jesus because of who he has made you, and you just love him because a miracle was worked yesterday. You are in the wrong church. Because the Malams do work miracles. Because the miracles that were done in the days of Moses, Elijah, were more powerful than the miracles done when Jesus himself came. I'm I'm breaking you. Are you here with me? Is that true? check so if you are going to judge working of miracles by the true church you have missed it you have missed it did you see quails themselves falling from heaven when jesus came Did you see some? Did you see food? Food falling from heaven when Jesus came? So most of us, the parameters is not knowing him to know ourselves. It's a few miracles that are thrown, and they become the bait, which is, it's so cool if it's just a bait, but then it becomes what our belief is formed on. Not on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the ultimate miracle that gives human beings eternal life. If that is not your base, you will walk out of the faith very soon. Let me give you this last. My parents went into a church. How did they get into that church? It was because they were desperately in need of something. So they went to the church we all got born into the church it was an aladura church so you know aladura so when we were kids we were wearing gown yeah at a point i was prophesying so they give me they gave me a red belt And the Spirit was coming upon me. You know that thing. And I'll be doing this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We were in that church for a long time. Long time. Until my sister got born again. When she went. To Wesley Grammar. Scripture Union. She got born again. And then she realized that. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) We were lost. We're praying with candles, you know that thing. And and incense, yes. Florida water. (laughs) Now, these were the things we got born again and we ran from. Now the charismatic church. taking over those things again. And they are doing it in a more strategic traditions of man. Has nothing to do with God and his spirit. Brothers and sisters, we are either believers of the word or con men and concert men of the world. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it thinness.